This is Vincent. Email thevinceman4 at gmail.com. And you're listening to Liberal Lies, Liars, and True Believers. Is it time to end NATO? Just get rid of it once and for all. NATO was formed in 1949. It began as a way to defend European countries against the threat presented by the Soviet Union and the rise of communism in many countries. But just as important, it was seen as a way to fight nationalist military tendencies in Europe. And for all of its flaws, it worked, at least up until now. But is it still working? It didn't stop Russia from invading Ukraine. It didn't stop the Russian army from slaughtering innocent civilians. And they're still killing innocent people as a matter of policy. When the old Soviet empire collapsed, was it because of NATO? Or was the collapse brought on because of economic problems and pressure brought by the United States, mostly from Ronald Reagan? I think economics played the biggest role in the collapse of that empire. Communists do a terrible job managing economies, and they still do. Imagine what China could accomplish if their people were free. And it's a good thing that the Soviet Union did collapse, because if it didn't, there's a pretty good chance that Europe just might be a part of their empire by now. No one believes that Europe could ever defend themselves against the old Soviet empire, not without the United States helping them. One of the biggest reasons they don't defend themselves or can't defend themselves is that the NATO mission of getting rid of nationalism has worked so well. They have no military to speak of, and the European Union is totally incapable of managing NATO. They don't even want to support NATO because any money spent on defense would have to be taken away from all the welfare programs that they love so much. NATO is so weak that even today they would have a hard time defending themselves against the Russian army we see fighting in Ukraine. And that army has surprised the world, not because they're good, but because they're so bad. They are disorganized and not very well trained, it seems, and it seems like they're not motivated at all, except by the urge to kill helpless civilians. Now, that could change as Russian generals, generals who must be very afraid of being put in front of a firing squad for incompetence, ramp up their training and bring in more experienced troops to bring an end to the war. And don't put it past Putin, either, that this style of war might even be part of his plan. What if he had ordered his top military units into the fight early on? The result might have been a quick victory, with minimal loss of life. By taking it slower, by putting in his worst troops on the front lines at the beginning, he's inflicting maximum pain and destruction, weakening the Ukrainian opposition, softening them up before the real fighting starts. Putin clearly wants to punish Ukraine and its people. It isn't enough for him to win. He wants to destroy them. And if it kills a lot of Russian troops in the process, he just doesn't care. So for all of the experts who are saying that nothing is going the way he planned it, let's wait and see what happens in the next 60 days. Then we can dissect his strategy and decide whether or not he accomplished what he wanted. What we all hope is that the Russian army is as weak and undisciplined as they appear to be, that this isn't just part of an overall strategy. 
We hope that weapons are starting to arrive to help Ukrainian fighters hold off the Russians and maybe even drive them back to their own borders. That is the hope. But Vladimir Putin is an evil genius, and I wouldn't put anything past him. So we can be cautiously optimistic, but in no way should anyone be overconfident. Not yet, anyway. What we can say at this time is that the war in Ukraine is proof that NATO as we know it is finished. And I wonder if all those European leaders who hated Donald Trump still feel the same way now. They wanted Joe Biden in the worst way. They wanted him in the White House because he wasn't mean to them like Donald Trump was. And they got what they wanted. And so did Putin. And because they got what they wanted, they now must face up to the fact that all they can do is sit by and watch whenever Russia wants to take over another country. Because without an American president in the White House, a president who doesn't lead from behind, Europe is lost. Oh yes, they can send in weapons until they can't afford it anymore, but that's about it. Unless, of course, the Russian military is as weak as they look, in which case both NATO and the Russians are nothing more than paper tigers. Of course, the fact that NATO and Russia could both be so weak might actually make things worse. If the reason Putin and his military leaders are talking so much about using nuclear weapons in Ukraine, if the reason is because they're too weak to take the country with conventional military forces, then they might use nuclear weapons because it's their only option. Maybe NATO leaders should have wanted some nationalistic values to stay strong so that European leaders would have wanted to defend their countries. Instead, just like America, many people in Europe have tried to tear down all of the institutions and values that have made those countries great for centuries. Why would you want to defend your country when you've spent so much time telling yourselves how bad you've acted throughout history? Many people in Europe hate their own countries, just like many Americans do, because they've been taught false and distorted history. Donald Trump was hated by many people in America and Europe because he was proud of America and our history. Now you have someone in the White House who joins with many European leaders in their self-hatred. And you see where it gets you. Anytime a ruthless leader like Putin sees weakness like he sees in Joe Biden, he will pounce. This is all part of the worldwide breakdown of any real leadership. We see leaders who openly dislike their own countries and the people who live there. It is easy to accept the flaws of past leaders who at least loved their own countries and the people they were leading. But what is there to like about the elitist leaders of today who want total power because they don't like or trust the people who put them in office? That's why I wonder about NATO. I just don't understand how you can say you want to defend Europe when you don't see your enemy clearly and you won't fund and train an adequate defense force. And on top of it all, you depend on that enemy for most of your energy. You actually put yourselves in a position where you need the help of your enemy to survive. Well, that is never going to end up in a good way, is it? And some European leaders are now talking tough because they believe the Russian army is weak. 
Macron in France and German Chancellor Olaf Scholz are saying that Russia will not dictate the terms that will end this war. Really? Be careful what you say, and be careful that your assessment of the power of the Russian military is accurate. And when the war in Ukraine is over, in a few months or a few years, be ready for more wars. Be ready unless you're willing to get your own house in order. And don't count on too much help from America either, at least as long as you support weak leaders like Joe Biden and Barack Obama. Weak American leaders don't help you, in case you haven't noticed. With strong leaders in America and Europe, monsters like Putin will stay in their cages. All you get from Joe Biden is a lot of talk and visits to Ukraine from his wife, his wife, and from singers, singers who can sing at the funerals for all of the people being killed. And remember, while you're hearing all of that wonderful singing, it will never block out the sound of the tanks and the gunfire. Gunfire that would have never been heard if you had supported a little of that nationalism you all hate so much. It would never have been heard if you had made NATO stronger. So it appears that no one in Europe or America learned the lessons from so long ago. And as usual, when you ignore history, people die. Will it wake up Europe? Will it wake up Joe Biden? I'm sad to say, I don't think it will. I think we need new leaders in America and in Europe too. Leaders who love their countries and the people who live there. If the people in Europe and America don't demand better leadership, then there will be more Ukraines and more shame for the world.